Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. So how's everyone doing this Monday morning? I'm doing okay, except about 30 minutes ago I fell on the ground before coming to you with this podcast and that doesn't feel very well. My kneecaps are killing me right now, but I feel like I'm weary through this and give you what this episode is going to be about. 15 smart strategies that will help you meet your type 2 diabetes goals. If you have type 2 diabetes, you know how important it is to keep your blood sugar levels in a healthy range. It's a crucial part of staying healthy and preventing complications such as cardiovascular disease and neuropathy, foot and eye damage, and sexual and bladder problems. At times, though, managing diabetes can seem overwhelming, which is why it can be helpful to set smaller, targeted goals to help yourself lose weight, eat a healthy diet, or exercise more. Remember, type 2 diabetes is progressive, so you may need to make changes to your management and treatment plans over time to maintain control of the condition. Having defined goals can make necessary adjustments easier. So what you can do is start off with some smart goals for diabetes management. If you've been struggling to meet your blood sugar or A1C goals or have been told to make changes to your type 2 diabetes management plan, it may be time to set new goals. A great way to remember remember what goals you'll want to establish is to use the acronym SMART as your guide. So SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, Time Related. So what this means is your goal should be specific, achievable, and realistic within your time frame. Trying to lose 3 pounds in 3 months, for example, may be realistic, but trying to lose 100 pounds in the next 3 months isn't. Try not to fix, fixate on numbers. Instead, try to make small behavioral changes. If you want to lose 1 or 2 pounds a week, What you can do is work with your doctor on those adjustments that you need to be made. You don't always need to have full control of exactly how much weight you lose, but you can control your habits from week to week. Making unrealistic goals can even backfire by sabotaging your ability to stay the course. So here's how you stick to your type 2 diabetes goals. First is take stock of your relationship with your healthcare provider. Do you feel you can be honest with your uh, dietitian or certified diabetes care and education specialist? Are you comfortable sharing personal issues 
Your health care provider should be someone you're comfortable being honest with, and you should feel concerns are being heard and perceived as valid without judgment. Number two, consider consulting others, members of your team. Are you going to have problems talking about different issues that you may have? If you're not comfortable talking to your doctor, you may need to find someone that you do trust. Number three, identify what's important to you and bring a list to each medical appointment. Before you make your next appointment with your care team, write down a list of things that you are most important to you. And at that time, make sure it's part of the conversation. Consider what you're struggling with, what you're good at, and what's going well for you. Consider where you want to be with your diabetes, what goals you want to reach, and how often can you use the skills you learned when things are going well to to reach the other goals you may have been struggling with. Make your goals achievable. You need to know yourself well enough to know what you're able to do and what you're not able to do. If you make a promise to your doctor or family member to work on something, whether it's losing weight or getting your A1C down, it can be something or a certain level. It can be something unrealistic. If you do that, you're, you're already sabotaging yourself. Number five, recruit some people and get some help from family members and friends. Talk to them about ways they can support you without your feeling criticized. If a workout buddy will help you stick to your exercise schedule, ask a friend to meet up for a daily walk or weekly yoga class. Or if you're cooking healthy meals seems overwhelming at times, ask your partner to help you prepare dinners or weekly lunches. Keep in mind that it can be a there can be a fine line between supportive and critical, and your loved ones may not know if they overstep your boundaries. If, for example, a family member or friend points out that you shouldn't be eating something, you may feel hurt or defensive. They also may not know the specifics of your dietary plan. If you're having, say, grilled chicken with salad for dinner, and you're on medication to lower your blood sugar, you may be able to add a little bread or pasta to your meal according to the plan you worked out with your doctor. If you're if your loved one expresses concern, you can tell them you appreciate their love, but reassure them that you're working with the diabetes management team to stay healthy. Number six, make space in your schedule. When setting a goal, make sure you can fit the steps needed to meet that goal into your schedule. Whether the aim is to get more exercise or sleep, or to check your blood sugars before every meal. If there's no place for you to insert that in your life, you're never going to be able to do it, even if it seems like a reasonable goal. Go through your daily routine for a few days in a, in a row and make sure that there's a half hour in your routine to do it. Look at things you can trim to make more time to work on goals. Just as you book time on your calendar for appointments, it's important that you block out time for self-care. Number seven, don't discount the small changes. Remember that you may not always be able to do things at your best level, but anything you do 
to stay healthy can help you achieve better blood sugar and have better end results. Even if it's just reminding yourself to drink water or go for a small, short walk. It might not be everything you need, but anything is better than nothing. If you keep making changes and keep going in a positive direction, even if it's very small steps, you ultimately will get to where you want to go. Number eight, know that life goals and priorities will change and find ways to adapt. A typical 20-year-old guy may want to make money and hang out with his friends, but the same man a few years later may be married and expecting a child, and his family and health become the priority while his friends become small silver. I don't understand that one. You can have the same goals in life, but they can move on a priority list based on what is happening at you, to you at the time. So if you're a busy parent of a young child or have to care for elderly parents who becomes ill, you will have to shift your priorities while trying to maintain your diabetes management goals. If you were cooking fresh meals and going to the gym before your responsibilities changed, you can talk to your dietitian about different snacks you can take on the go, ways to sneak in exercise, or stretches you can do to loosen up your body to get rid of some of those some of the stress. Understand that your way of living may have to change for you to achieve the same goals. You need your healthcare team to help you come come up with solutions based on the life you know and have. Number nine, don't give up on your goals. Feeling overwhelmed, try to do the things that are most important to you. How hard is it to get back on the horse after you've fallen off for a long time? Number ten, celebrate wins to keep the momentum going. Dietitians encourage clients to focus on what they accomplish and aim for progress rather than perfection. One of the pieces of advice that doctors or dietitians give with their clients is that if the goal is set to get at least 30 minutes of activity a day and you don't typically do any physical activity, start with 10 minutes of walking after one meal per day. Then increase to 10 after two meals per day and finally increase to 10 minutes three times per day. Once you've gotten this goal, gradually increase the duration. Number 11, when it comes to goals, focus on your why. When you need and understand why you have a goal, it becomes easier to stick to it. Reasons could include avoiding health complications, having more energy, or being able to play with your kids and grandkids. Knowing why you test your blood sugars and what those numbers mean can help you become a key part of this team that you belong to. You'll be better able to make tweaks to your food choices and activities to better support your needs. Number 12. Rethink your blood glucose data. Try to reframe the way that you think about and use information for monitoring your blood sugar. The point of keeping track of your blood sugar is to use that information. Think about the bigger picture. You're not doing this to show your doctor, but to get information better make better decisions. For instance, if you eat a similar breakfast or lunch each day and see a pattern such as your blood sugar's levels rising too high, your food choices may not be as healthy for you as you thought. Number 13 is recognize what you can control. 
You have the data and experiences and can reflect on what those are. Shift your thinking from my doctor manages my diabetes to it's my responsibility. And at the end of the day, you make those decisions. Number 14, find a support group. Research shows that the more support you have, the better your outcome. One, re- one review found that peer support had a significant positive effect on controlling blood sugar. Even online peer groups can help for people with diabetes. Number 15, keep up the good work. Small consistent action is the key to long-term success. Many, many of us know what we need to do, but just don't follow through. Creating an action plan that includes accountability and support can significantly improve the likelihood of our success. Well, this episode came out a little bit shorter than what I thought, but there is one thing I do want to discuss with you. I did receive my um, compression socks the other day. Now, when you order from this company, there's only two sizes, one for women and one for men. The men's size is large and extra large. Now, as I look at these pair of socks, I don't see how they're going to fit over my feet. And, you know, I knew that they were going to have open toes. I'm really afraid to have my toes exposed. So I might put a sock on over this. Uh, sure, it may defeat the purpose of it, but I just can't handle having my toes poke out because, you know, there's so much damage that you could do to them and not know it. You know, they could be rubbing up against the shoe while you have, you know, while you're walking. So it can be... Uh, kind of dangerous so what i'm going to do is i'm going to start those today today is um monday the 11th and i'm going to give them some time and i'll let you know uh where my follow-up is going to be if they are working or not now one other thing that i wanted to let you know is the, the um the ad that runs for these socks which is on facebook they do tend to tell you that they are free they're not free. You're going to be paying the shipping and handling bonuses around fourteen ninety five. So, like we always say, nothing's for free. There's always a cost, and that's the cost for these socks. So you're going to be paying for a brand new pair of socks is what you're getting. Just like if you went to Walmart to get these compression socks. But I'm going to give it a try anyways. I want to get back into demonstrating um, different products for you to let you know how it works for me. But I want to thank you for being here today. You have a great week. Have the strength. Be strong. And go forward. You're going to... There are going to be rough days. I've been having rough days for the last two weeks. And I thought I was at my end. Today, this week, is starting to be out a better week besides the fall that I had earlier today. But I want to know that... I want you to know that I'm here... And that there's many people on Facebook and other Facebook pages besides myself that are here to help as much as we can. Ultimately, it comes down to how strong we can be to overcome these issues. And I'm trying my best. I've been doing a lot of praying this week, or last week. And it seems that things are starting to tone down with my body and how it reacts and hurts. But I just want to let you know that, throw it out there, let you know that there are others that do with us every day, many others. And we all need to work together to help each other overcome our issues that we have with dealing with neuropathy or any type of nerve pain. So have a good week, and I will talk to you next Monday. Thank you. 
As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.